Hey, 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 friends. Thanks for joining me today from all around the world. I am Misty Phillip, the founder of Spark Media and the host of the By His Grace podcast, where we tackle life's challenging issues, have heartfelt conversations to give you wisdom and hope to empower you to live by His grace. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know if you are interested in starting or growing a podcast of your own, you want to check out the 2022 Spark Media Conference videos that are now on sale at sparkmedia.ventures website, where you can also grab our latest issue of the Spark Media Magazine. Now, to all of my mom friends, this episode is for you. Now, I think anyone that listens to this episode will be inspired by the faith of Helen Smallbone. Moms, you are the unsung hero of your children's lives. Motherhood is an oftentimes difficult and thankless job. It is also sanctifying, as we know, where we learn to die to self, to love and serve those entrusted to our care. And what a privilege and honor we have as moms to mold and shape the next generation for Christ. There are so many issues within the culture today that try to cause division within the family, but family is God's idea, and it is so beautiful to see a family that is honoring God and working together to fulfill their kingdom purposes. On this episode, I sit down with Helen Smallbone at the NRB convention to discuss God's faithfulness in the lives of Helen, along with her husband, David, and their seven children. Helen and I became kindred spirits quite quite quickly as we both have come from a place of brokenness, but also saw God's faithfulness in the process of homeschooling and raising our children. Helen is the host of the Mum Life Community Podcast. She is mom to Rebecca St. James and Luke and Joel Smallbone of King and Country. We talk about her memoir, Behind the Lights, The Extraordinary Adventure of a Mum and Her Family. Make sure you listen to the end of the episode where you will find out how K-Love has provided the opportunity for you to order a copy of Helen's book and to get one for a friend. Y'all, this episode is going to encourage and inspire you to press on in your motherhood journey. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Helen, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. Lovely to be here. I am so glad that you were here. So you were a pastor's daughter and you're from Australia. Uh So I want to know, how did your parents shape your faith as a child? Uh, My parents always had very high standards for our behavior. So they they wanted us to be involved with the church. I think the, the thing that impacted me the most about my parents was my dad's simple faith. 
Mm. He had a very strong, simple faith and he was never afraid. He had a pastor's heart, so he loved people. Mm -hmm. And I think that was such a special thing to see, his heart for people. And he had a heart, strong heart for God and he was never afraid to pray with people. And I always thought that was, it really did impact us. Now, unlike a lot of pastor's kids, I have three older brothers and none of us strayed. Like oh, um, we all stayed in the church. Yeah, that's amazing. And with our faith in God. And I think that says a lot about my parents' faith. Yeah, that's amazing. I'd love to hear that. That's so good. So you and your husband... David uh-huh. had six kids, and you decided to pack up and move to Nashville. <laughs> well, I'm not from sure Australia. it was decided, but it, we, we did do it. But it wasn't by choice, really. You know, David had had three major doors close in Australia that really made what he was doing. He was in Christian music in Australia, and you've got to be mindful that Australia's landmass is much the same as America's mm-hmm. landmass, except for you know having Alaska there. And yet we have only a 30 million population and probably 5% of those would be active Christians. So when he was promoting Christian music, that's a big landmass and not a lot of people. And so we had a major turnaround in 1988 that he knew he would not trade out of. He lost a quarter of a million dollars on a tour. Mm. And so we knew this was major life change. And then we had the opportunity to come to America which was really our only step forward that we could see. But it wasn't, uh, we look back now and think we were crazy. Who who travels to the other side (laughs) of the world with six kids? And you were pregnant, right, with baby number seven. So first of all, yeah, I don't want to travel anywhere when I'm pregnant. No, no. And uh, I came when we were about, I was about six months pregnant. So it it was definitely a move of faith. And we, as a family, saw God work miracles and provide for us in very miraculous ways and lead us step by step. He's so he's so faithful. So faithful. Yes. Yeah, I love that. So when you moved to Nashville, even your kids were chipping in to kind of make ends meet and they make were. that work. So what that looked like for you? Well, when we first arrived, it was and got settled into a home. We actually had no furniture. The landlord had left us one mattress because he said he couldn't have a pregnant woman sleeping on the floor. Mm. And the kids were sleeping on the floor in beds made out of clothes. And David was sort of half and half on the mattress and half and half on the floor. And then we, it was coming into fall. We were in September when we got settled. We're coming into fall. And Australians don't really experience seasons. And so the fall with all the leaves falling was pretty, I don't know, dramatic for us. And so we had plenty of workers, but not uh, much to do. So we borrowed rakes from the next door neighbour and we all went out the front and started raking. And the road we lived on was a fairly made road into an estate. And so other people would stop and see this bunch, this pregnant woman and these (laughs) six kids. kids. (laughs) And so they said, gosh, you guys are doing such a great job. Do you want to come out of our house at six doors down? And so that's what started us actually working together. Yeah, and I love that those challenging times that we go through sanctify us. It's it's part of it's part of his plan for us, but mm-hmm. it makes us able to to do amazing things when we go through those difficult things. Like during the time, we don't see it as this is going to be amazing, but I love the way God redeems all that, but also it's preparation oh. for where he has us to go next. Yeah, definite preparation. So we were homeschooling. We started homeschooling before we left Australia. And when we got here, we were in such culture shock and such 
I don't know, knowing it was pretty dramatic, alone, yeah. that we had to stay together. So we continued to homeschool and actually homeschooled for the rest of the kids' lives, uh, or schooling lives. And then God opened work opportunities where we did work together. And really, David and I look back and we think the kids actually put food on the table by their work. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, I love that I got to know my friend Kate Battistelli. We were talking Mm -hmm. earlier, her daughter's Francesca, and that they homeschooled. And I just love that that God uses that to then propel people to do some amazing things. Mm -hmm. And your children are pretty amazing. But let's talk about your husband for a minute because Mm -hmm. we talked about his music ministry. But how was prayer a lifeline for you at that time? I think sometimes God pushes us to the end of our personal tether, like where we haven't really got anything left. And in doing that, when we've got nothing else to give, then we lean in in a deeper way to Him. And so the kids and I especially would get round on the floor in the morning and we would pray together. And it it really changed their lives as well as David and mine because we saw God answer those prayers and God's provide in miraculous ways and those kids would never be the same because they were brought in to the scenario that we were in they knew we were hand-to-mouth in terms of even just surviving and they all felt worthy they we worked together as a team and that led to then as Rebecca St James got signed with Forefront Records when we had to go on the road we'd spend so much time by that couple of years working together and being together that then we all went on the road together and the boys actually learnt how to be stage crew. That's a, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, our family does the same thing. Our boys aren't here with us this time, but typically they travel with us and, and do different different things. And so I think that being homeschooled and just that closeness, uh-huh. and, and I love it because my boys are best friends. Uh-huh. And so my older and younger have eight years difference, and okay. they're still best friends. Yeah, yeah I just love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I just want to ask you like kind of a practical question for homeschooling six kids what was kind of the day-to-day like once you kind of got settled a little bit what did that look like because you've got very creative children so what were some things that you did to inspire their creativity um I think we were always looking for the kids skill areas you know and you can pick that up pretty well so, you know, we, we, we joke about the fact that Luke, who is the fourth boy, that when we were mowing lawns and raking, that sometimes we would see him sitting either on the front porch or one time the visual that remains with me forever is sitting on the mower with his feet up on the wheel because someone had given us a, a ride on mower and he was talking to the owner of the place. And we're all out there slaving away, raking leaves, and he's sitting there with his feet up. Well, Luke is a great talker, you know, and so he <laughs> thought he was doing the public relations thing. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's crazy, but you can see kids' bents in Absolutely, different ways. You can. And so, you know, that was, and then we'd see other kids who were, like we, re- we recognize that Ben, who's the second son down at a fairly young age, had actually a, a very visual eye and was interested in photography. And when Rebecca was sort of in the height of her career, we ended up buying him a video camera. Uh-huh. And then he was meant to take behind the scenes videos of uh, to record, you know, our international travels and concert travels. Well, when the kids, of course, came home, that wasn't being used for 
Rebecca. So they ended up making their own movies and then they did skits for the local youth group. And Joel sort of fitted into acting and Ben sort of fitted into making these movies or these videos. And in a way, it's sort of what they're doing, you know. And again, at a young age, we'd see kids who were singing, you know, so that we would either be in the car singing. So Joel actually started singing background vocals with Rebecca when he was 12. Okay. And so first time he really was actually performing, we had to sort of drag him onto the stage and then he realised this is pretty good and he's been there ever since. Yeah, that's so cool. So we gave our son a camera that was a that would record video probably for about his eighth birthday and we just discovered all of those videos oh, and wow. the boys would do skits and they were funny because he might have even been seven and just his commentary with everything mm-hmm. one day they like set up and they were they were telling the weather and just all kinds of fun like they made little movies and yeah it's great and now my youngest son is, is producing podcasts so yeah. you're right it's, it's like you see their skills you see their different avenues of where they're heading and then uh, for me as a homeschool mum it was just providing them with the desire to learn the ability to learn I suppose first learning to read write whatever giving them the ability to know how to learn then the desire to learn then if you place kids in a stimulating environment they'll fly they'll fly absolutely fly yeah so with seven grown children and Uh 13 grandchildren what is your life like today well we have a little farm outside of Nashville it's a hobby farm the kids say that I replaced them by 10 times with, uh, with animals. animals. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's my happy place. I love that. And so uh, getting my hands dirty out there and seeing animals interact with one another, just, I don't know. I, I look at God's creation and I so see God. Yes. I so see God outside. Yes. And it, it, fills, and it fills my spirit. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of that. We have three kids who actually sort of, I say jokingly, live on top of us. And then the other four kids all live 40 minutes away in different directions. Frankly, I homeschooled and have, we've like, we live such close lives. I actually let them live their own lives fairly well as much as I can because I'm like, you know what? I've, I've served you and cared for you for like 32 years. I think I was actively parenting and homeschooling. And so I'm thinking, you, you guys can just go do your own thing now. Like, Yeah, <laughs> you get to that point to where you're like, okay, you got to fly and I'm always here. That's it. Which is why I started Spark. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to drive my boys crazy yeah. if I don't do something else. So you're doing some really cool things, though, because you co-founded The Mum Life, and that stands for Mothers Uplifting Mothers. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that. Well, about 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago, I was invited to be a mental mum following a Titus 2 model where the older mums come alongside the younger mums and I realized in doing that that I have a big heart for families and for mums and I feel like motherhood is the hardest job on the planet the most unrecognized job on the planet Mm -hmm. but the hardest job we are shaping the world of tomorrow that's right and so I want to encourage younger mums on the journey I feel like they've got it even tougher now with the amount of media and internet etc that is available for kids And so my heart is to encourage younger mums. And so about five or six years ago, we ended up starting Mum Life Community. And we've been doing a podcast with Access More for the last couple of years. And it fuels my heart feeling that I'm inspired, maybe inspiring, but, but just allowing God to, for me to speak 
what God has grown in me, both through my successes, maybe my failures, and encouraging mums on their journey. And, and, and that's really where my heart is now. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm so glad that you're doing that. And let's just give a shout out to Ronnie Taylor, who just came <laughs> and spoke at the Spark Conference. And, uh-huh. and, and you told me he was the one who said, you need a podcast. Uh-huh. So I'm so glad that he did that. So you also just wrote a book uh-huh. and we're in the pre-sales of that book. So can you tell the audience about that? Well, I, when we tell snippets of our story of coming over here and then our early days and then obviously Rebecca St. James and for King and Country being members of our family, people are like, well, how did you do that? I mean, what happened? Like, how? And so those questions have been asked ever since, as I say, we tell parts of our story. And for whatever reason, I knew that sometime or another, I would write a book about God's faithfulness and his goodness on our journey. Yes. And it was a hard journey. And uh, a couple of years ago, I just knew the time was right. And so really last year, mostly through the COVID time, I wrote with a co-writer, a great co-writer, Lisa Stilwell, a memoir of our coming to America, the early days in America, where we were just so God-reliant, and then the beginnings of Rebecca St. James's career, and then the beginnings of King Country's career, and then where all the kids are now, because all five boys actively work for for King and, for King and Country. That's a beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. I love <laughs> to hear that, and so encouraging because I think the world is doing so much to try to tear down the family mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, break up the mm-hmm. family. And family is God's idea. It's God's and idea. And to see them all work together, that just blesses my heart. Mm. It blesses mine too. And I see those five boys. So we have bookend girls, and then five boys in the middle. Uh-huh. And to see those five boys working together uh, just warms this mother's heart. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, thank. Thank you so much for being on the By His Grace show today. We Thank will you. put a link because you told me that in the, the pre-sales of the book that Access More is actually doing, if you buy one of Helen's books, you'll actually get one free. So that means you can buy one and give one to a friend. It's a wonderful thing. K-Love's got that promotion up. And if you go to K-Love's website, you'll see it. And it's behind the lights. And it's, it is. It's buy one, get one free. And I just love that because if mums are buying it, then they can give it to a friend who may or may not be a Christian and actually give it to them. And hopefully the story of God's goodness and um, what he's taught me over those years might encourage another mum on their journey. Yeah, that's what it's all about, right? That's what it's all about. Each one, teach one. I love it. Mm -hmm. Helen, it has been my pleasure to have you here with me today. Thank you so very much. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Philip, and I would love to connect with you there.